Lucy weaved between bodies with deliberate slowness so as not to arouse suspicion. She paused from time to time, stopping to make idle chit-chat, the words and people meaningless to her. Her directive remained constant, her true focus on the dapper man sipping blood from crystal stemware. As she moved toward him, her gaze drifted over the platters of food, while her stomach complained with soft rumbles. Plump strawberries, succulent pineapple, and fragrant passion fruit over a chilled custard called to her. Pink shrimp, blue crab, and the delicate flesh of lobster tails chilled over sparkling nuggets of ice. A diamond-like similarity must have cost the vampire thousands of dollars. Some kind of mousse had been swirled into mini crusts, capable of being swallowed in a single bite. Creamy cheeses, some she didn't recognize, fanned out on a silver tray. The farther she looked down the linen row, the more varieties of food she could count. All of the tables should have been bowing beneath their combined weight. She could have spent hours studying the different offerings, her mouth watering at the prospect of a fine meal. But Lucy had been a blood slave in service to Sage before. She knew the risk. She wouldn't assume it again, not knowingly. No matter how hungry she became, none of this food would pass her mouth. God only knew if the vampire had poisoned all of this food, too. Ignoring her hunger, she continued on. The dress she wore received the usual compliments, but no one was aware of what the velvet overcoat hid with ease. Even now, she couldn't help herself. Some instinct drove her to reach for the stake strapped to her back, to run her finger over the sharp tip. Reassurance. Every step closer to Sage made her heart pound, her throat get drier. She'd never thought it would be this easy to find him, much less avenge her sister's death. For someone who was touted as the most esteemed member of the Vampire Council, getting access to him had been little more than child's play. Only a few steps more. The world seemed to spin when a tall vampire maneuvered in front of her, blocking her view of Sage. He smiled, but no emotion traveled to his eyes. Excuse me, but this area is for Councilman Sage's personal guests. May I escort you back to the rest of the party? Swallowing her anger, she searched her mind for an excuse, any excuse to get closer to Sage. The stake was useless if she couldn't be up close and personal. Oh, I didn't realize this was for VIPs. She searched the sycophants, looking for a sympathetic face in the crowd. Byron and Kay had been left behind once they'd entered the party, and their faces were absent from the entourage anyway. Maybe you can ask Mr. Sage if I can join. I'm sure he wouldn't mind one more person. A coldness crept into the man's eyes, although the smile remained plastered to his face. Ma'am, he said with soft politeness, I will be happy to escort you to the rest of the party. But I- To the rest of the party or out the door. Your choice. He finished in the same emotionless tone, the lack of empathy or energy loaned his words more menace than his hulking form did. He stayed on this side of polite, but she knew something as small as slouching body language would push him to aggressive in no time flat. Lucy was tempted to peer around him and gauge the distance to Sage. Maybe she could dart to him before the vampire took her down with a bullet or a physical tackle. Luck had been shining down on her when she'd crashed the party. Maybe it would hold for a few minutes more. Kemp. Lucy and the guard both turned to face Sage, who'd called out the man's name. Sir?
Allow her in, please. Kemp, she assumed, clenched his jaw, but without saying anything additional, angled his body so she could walk past him. Lucy took a deep breath, but forced herself to smile prettily for Sage. To her combined relief and horror, his gaze trained on the glyph. She swallowed hard, but lifted her chin enough that his vision would be uninhibited. Maybe if he stayed focused on her brand, he'd fail to notice what her hands were doing until it was too late. You are a pleasant surprise, Sage said as she approached. A present or an escort? So he didn't remember her. She'd counted on the failure, and some clenched part deep inside of her eased. Her luck continued to hold. On the other hand, she remembered him all too well.